in today's show. We're looking at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. We're in the playoffs, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Well, we're here to do another waiver wire show. Just a heads up programming note. I won't be doing a what to watch for show for Thursday. There's one game on. That's what we're watching for. And if we're looking for streamers, you're looking for anyone who's going to play on Detroit and anyone who's going to play in Orlando, basically. We'll talk about that a little bit more in today's show as well, into this waiver wire show, but there's not going to be a separate what to watch for show for um, for that one game. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the most added players across fantasy basketball in the last 24 hours. Number one, by a gigantic margin, is Big Drew Eubanks. Now, I don't know why it's taken this long for people to go and add him. Um, it does make a little bit of sense. I, I do... Th- well, it makes a lot of sense, to be honest. Like, he was a guy that um, I, I would have grabbed straight away when Nurkic went down. He sort of waxed and waned. He was on the fringes, which is what we talked about, him and Watford being fringe guys. I think they're both 12-teamers. I think I'd have Watford over Eubanks, but... The potential return of Justice Winslow does complicate that. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you how. Look, it, it still might be totally fine. I, I still don't know where Winslow fits or if he's even playing today. But if Winslow does return, it means that Watford doesn't get his 38 minutes at power forward. He probably sees that drop to 30. And then some of those come at center. So Eubanks, who's played, what, 39 and 30 the last two games? In 29, 28 before that. But he could easily play 18 or 20 or 22, which he has over the last two weeks, even with Winslow out. So it's not a no-brainer of an ad. There's still going to be inconsistencies in his game. They're still going to throw Greg Brown out there at times. But Drewy is a bloke who can put up some okay numbers, and I don't. I think it's a pretty strong ad. Some of these other ones are a bit more questionable. Yes, Bones Highland did have a really good game against the Sixers, and I like the guy as a player. Thought he was significantly underdrafted in the draft. I think he's been underused at times by Malone. I think we look at him if Aaron Gordon is ruled out today, but yeah, adding him for today's action, and then when they play on Friday with 12 more games, I don't see the point in it. Trey Mann, yep, that, that's, that one makes a bit more sense. Shea Gildas-Alexander is questionable, and Mann will take on a lot of usage. He'll probably shoot 25% and have one assist if there's no one else that can score, but he is going to see a boost in production. It's fine. I don't really get the Mason Plumley love. Last game, good rebounds, good assists, good defensive stats. That's all true, but he's inconsistent with that, and he's going to hurt your free throws. But he's getting minutes that are usually pretty good. But the problem is, is his last four games have been 20, 30, 20, and 28. Like Which Plumley do you get? Like, I've got no idea. It is all over the place. I guess the good thing with Charlotte is they do play on Saturday, so you do get that ab- uh, ability to use Plumley there. And he's fine to add if you understand the re- the restrictions. No, that's not the right word. The limitations in his game. Lonnie Walker's been added, I'm going to guess, as a result of the Doug McDermott injury news. 
Lonnie is a very, very limited player, a very, very limited fantasy guy who occasionally has good scoring nights and never does anything else. And even those scoring nights sometimes come on poor efficiency. There is a chance that his minutes do bump up here with, without McDermott. I think that's legitimate and that is absolutely fine to go and grab him. But they have a, a not great schedule with the two games, Wednesday, Friday, and then they play against Sunday. So is it really worth it? Probably not. People reacting to Nick Claxton's big game yesterday. A nice double-double. And there is some, I guess, short-term value here in adding Claxton. I'm not massively into it. I think that it's totally fine. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't add him and start him today, most likely. And then you've got the return of LaMarcus Aldridge maybe next week. I don't know when that's going to happen. I just think Claxton's fine for a 14-teamer, but I wouldn't bother in 12s. Jamal Murray, one of the most added players. Absolutely no way. No interest in that whatsoever. Because people see the news story. Hey, Jamal Murray's gone down to the G League. All right, he's back. Yeah, he's not. He's not really back. He's still probably, I would think, best case scenario, two weeks away. Best case. Um, I would not bother. It, it, it won't work. We'll talk about that in a second. I would not bother. I would bother with the addition of your man, Flamey Mo Wagner. For a couple of reasons. A, he's very good in limited minutes. B, the Thursday-Sunday magic schedule is great. Remember, no one else plays on Thursday apart from Detroit. And C, Wendell Carter Jr. has popped up on the injury report, as has Truman Rikiki, with an ankle sprain and Truman with a knee issue. Both of those blokes are out. Who's it going to be? Wagner and Bumper playing all of the front court minutes. Yeah, I love it. I really, really like this for Mo Wagner. Even if he plays a backup role and plays 20 minutes a night, you're going to be able to use him for two games. I really like the, the Wagner ad. Isaiah Livers also been added in a lot of spots. Last game, 32 minutes with Isaiah Stewart back. We, I talked about this. I was going to say you talked about it. You might have spoken about it to your family. I'm sure you, your, your, your partner looked at you and go, Isaiah Livers, what are you fucking talking about? Mate, go, talk, go listen to that idiot Australian. And you go, all right, fine, fair enough. I talked about Isaiah Livers saying, hey, I reckon there's a chance he sticks in the rotation here ahead of Kelly Olenek. Well, 32 minutes versus 13 last game. I think Olenek might sit down soon. I do think that's possible. We had Isaiah Stewart play 22, Bagley play 30, and Livers play 32. Now, that was helped by the fact that there was just no guards available at all. No Cade, Joseph in foul trouble, Hayes in foul trouble, Diallo out, Jackson out. All of those, there was no guards. So we had Sadiq Bay playing the two. We had uh, even bloody Scooter Magruder got hurt. And we had Livers playing the three a lot. And that did help him. But the Thursday-Saturday Detroit schedule is brilliant. It's fantastic. And I think that he might get a little bit of priority here. He's not going to be as good as he was last game against Miami, where he shot, you know, I think 80% or something stupid like that. But the opportunity is going to be there for Livers. And I do think it's a good ad. Same with Killian Hayes. Not the greatest player. In fact, pretty bad usually. But with two games on low-volume days, could he get 14 assists? Could he get four steals in those two games? Is that useful to you? It bloody should be. Now, Dwayne Casey can do anything stupid and play Corey Joseph 35 minutes and Hayes plays 17. But we did get 30 Hayes minutes in his first game back from a duck to tightness last game. Yes, Joseph was in foul trouble. So was Hayes. Hayes had 5-2. So that was encouraging. And I think the schedule makes a lot of sense to look at Hazy as a really, really strong ad. But I'll tell you what's a strong ad to your daily health routine. That is... Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because I don't probably get enough vitamins or enough you know, greens and veggies into my diet. But Athletic Greens makes it extremely easy. It's one scoop in a glass of water. Vitamins, minerals, superfoods, greens. 
It makes you feel good. It doesn't, you think, what am I eating? Grass? Like you look at it, honestly, athletic greens, you probably don't want me to hear this. You look at it and you go, it's this dark green water. No thanks. But it tastes actually fantastic. The taste is unbelievably good. It does great things for your body. It just, you feel that pep, you feel that life, you feel that vitality. No one wants to have to spend hundreds of dollars and take, you know, tens, 15 tablets a day of vitamins to get that into their diet, which we all at times can be lacking. So go and grab the Athletic Greens. It's very easy. One scoop, once a day in a glass of water, that is all you need. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. And that's great heading into cold and flu season. For some of you, actually, for me as well. Oh, is this? Oh, because these bikes are from New Zealand. So they're writing this copy for us heading into the winter. Ah, finally, we win. One scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. Vitamin D is excellent. And five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's look at some droppable players now. Some of these guys, the first bunch of these guys on this list are the most dropped players on Yahoo. Najee Marshall, yep. McCollum came back and killed his value. Easy drop. Victor Oladipo, people were rushing to add him and now he's the second most dropped player. Because, why, why, why is it? Well, he's playing limited minutes, obviously, and he is not good anymore. Whether that's his fault or not, or whether the injuries have crueled him, it doesn't actually matter for us in fantasy. We just have to understand that he has not been good for two to three years and he's coming off a 12-month absence due to surgery. It was a stupid pickup at the time and people starting to realize it. I apologize if you did pick him up. I don't mean to insult you by saying it was stupid. I'll rephrase that. It wasn't a move that made a lot of sense to me and I, th I think we've realized it. O'Shea Brissett, he should have been dropped weeks ago, to be honest. He's a terrible category league player. He's not a very good real-life player as well. And there are just other options there that they can use. The Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, Jalen Smith, bloody play Isaiah Jackson at the four. These guys are all better than Brissett. Goran Dragic was dropped. Um, yeah, I get it. It was a good stream for yesterday with low volume. He's not going to be a must-roster 12-team league guy. We understand that. But with Kyrie out the next three games, there's at least a chance for him to get you know, five, six assists a game. That might be valuable. Brooke Lopez, much like Victor Oladipo, I know people that they talked about, I talked about this yesterday, people flock to the names. I remember Brook Lopez. He's a, he's a player that we know his name. But the likelihood of him being impactful for fantasy playoffs is just so low. People added him, saw that one game, went, uh, nah, bye. I would drop him. Trey Murphy. Don't really get this one. I know that he was streamed in for yesterday. I thought he was pretty bloody impressive again. Now, again, if you are just looking to create roster space, he is going to be your worst player, so streaming him out, it, it makes sense. But while Brandon Ingram's out, I think there's a chance that he can influence at least the back end of 12s, maybe 14s. Bill Hernan Gomez was dropped. Yeah, that was just a stream for yesterday, so no worries. These are other guys who are avail all available. They're rostering a lot of spots that I don't think you need to hold. Terrence Mann. Yes, last game was pretty good without Jackson, without Morris, without Covington. All three return. I don't know whether he comes off the bench or they go back to Amir Coffey coming off the bench. I don't know. But I don't think that man is an absolute must-hold player. Montrez Harrell's been a drop for a while, yet still rostered in a ton of spots. I would not bother with that. They do have a decent schedule next week, but there are a lot of teams with good schedules next week. And then this one, Marvin Bagley, don't drop him yet. 
but he has got to be in your um, crossfires to move on from. And I'll tell you what, you don't drop him yet because he plays Thursday and he plays Saturday. And even if he's coming off the bench, he still played 30 last game. He is a guy to hold, but he's a guy that once he hits Saturday, you don't hold moving on from there. He's not good enough to hold through all of that, but you do hold for the schedule. So don't don't just look at this list. And this will, I guess, will show the people who um, who just look at the graphics and fast forward without, you know, just write the names down or screenshot or whatever and don't listen. Don't drop Marvin Bagley yet. The two games in the next three days after Wednesday is very, very useful. But once Saturday hits, once those games start, he's bye. See you later. Go get someone else. In fact, we'll jack him right off. Get that garbage out of here! Now, what we're going to look at is some rest of the week planning. New segment in this uh, waiver Wire show. So we are not looking at Wednesday's games because for some of you, it's too late to add players. Some of you might listen to this after Wednesday's games have started. And there's 12 bloody games on. So you're not going to get roster value from streaming anyway. So we're looking at the rest of the week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, except not Friday. Because Friday's got 12 games on. And again, you're probably not going to have an open roster spot. If you are, congratulations to you. So who are some guys that are going to be able to provide value across those last four days of the week? And I'll tell you something right now. While we talk about Thursday having only two teams playing, Orlando and Detroit, they are the only two teams that play two games in the final four days of the week, excluding excluding Friday. Because again, Friday's 12 games on. So Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, there are only two teams that play two games, and that is the Pistons and the Magic. So adding them for Thursday is great. Corey Joseph. I don't like him as a player, but he's a good ad. Mo Wagner we talked about already. Killian Hayes we talked about already. Roderick Hampton Jr. Jalen Suggs is out. Now, I think RJ Hampton has had a terrible season. Magic fans, if you want to chime in, you have watched more Magic games than I have. Because I'll tell you now, I have not watched 70 games of Orlando Magic basketball. I've watched bits and pieces of, let's say, 40. Full games of maybe 15, 20. I've watched enough. I've read all the numbers. He's been bad. He's taken big steps backwards. But two games where he might play 60 minutes combined, might, I think you got to try it. No reason he can't have an explosion where he has 19 points with six triples in one of those games and it pays off. Opportunity is huge. Trey Mann, it's only the one game for him, but well, not including today's action for the Thunder, but there's one game on a low volume day coming up and that might be enough to swing some stuff for you. Yes, volume is going to be a problem. Isaiah Livers, we talked about at length. Great ad, big opportunity, temper expectations, but the two games are interesting. Jaden McDaniel's hurt. So Torian Prince, with Jared Vanderbilt Bar also injured, Torian Prince is going to get an opportunity to start. Now, as for Vanderbilt Bar, we don't know whether he's going to play today. And then they play again on Saturday. So there might be an opportunity for Prince to get some value for you. I think Dante DiVincenzo's one game is interesting. And I even think Bones Highland has some interest across the weekend. But we really want to focus on those two-game Magic guys and Pistons guys. Corey Joseph, he feels like a Magic player. I tell you what Corey Joseph feels like. He feels like that season that Shelvin Mack led the Magic in assists per game. That's what Corey Joseph feels like at some point in the future. Although, there's not going to be any shortage of point guards in Orlando in the uh, in the coming years. Corey Joseph, Mo Wagner, Killian Hayes, RJ Hampton, Isaiah Livers. These are all good options. Obviously, if guys like Marvin Bagley or if someone drops Sadiq Bey, yeah, these are options, obviously, that you want to use. Even Markel Fultz, even though he stunk it up on Tuesday value there but there's some rest of week planning options that we can take a look at 
for the end of this week. But we're almost at the NCAA tournament, college basketball, it's here. We're like a day away. So for all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some injured players. Injured players. What do we do with them? We've got two, two slides to run through here. Anthony Davis, drop. There's no reason to hold Anthony Davis. He might have started shooting yesterday. Stationary shooting. He's not playing this week. He's not playing next week. He's probably not playing the week after. You can drop him. Paul George, any updates? Any news at all? No. All we've heard over the last two, three weeks is he's shooting from 15 feet and in because he can't shoot any further. Not close. Bye-bye. Jared Allen. I know people disagree with me on this and someone commented on my video yesterday where they said it was the, the update on Jared Allen was great news. I just completely disagree. My initial projection of Jared Allen was returning in like nine days from now. That update, and this is, I'll, I'll rephrase it the way I rephrase it to him. He said, no, nah, it's, it's great news. You know, they say he might be back for the playoffs. So you know, within a week and a half, he could be back. And my thing is the playoffs start in five weeks. The playoffs start in five weeks, right? Is Jared out? Look, if you say he might be back before playoffs, to me, that says, all right, that's five weeks. So maybe best case, four weeks. Maybe. You wouldn't say he might be back for playoffs and then seven days later, he's out there. And then, so what was that four-week difference in timetable? I don't think you would do that, would you? That, that, that doesn't, maybe I'm completely wrong on this, but that doesn't, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me that Jarrett Allen's going to be back in a week if there's still a chance that in five weeks, he's not ready. That's a big difference to me. I understand he has the best chance out of most of these guys to contribute. So I get it. It's a finger issue. If he plays, it's all fine. But I still don't think that that update saying you are, or he might be back before playoffs, which is again, five weeks away, is good news. People can disagree very easily on that. Um, Anthony Simons, I, I don't think he's playing this season. He's out this week. He'll be out next week. I think he'll miss probably the week after at least. Hard to hold that. Brandon Ingram, this is one I would hold. I think he might miss a game or two the rest of this week. Not much more though. He's dealing with a hamstring. They're still fighting for the play-in and for seeding. Um, I, I think maybe you, you rule his week out. They play Friday, so it's not a loss there. And then they play again on Sunday, so that's annoying. But I reckon you might get him ready for that second half back-to-back -back on Monday against the Hornets. So I would hold him. Miles Turner, uh, it's, it's just feeling more and more skeptical that he's going to be back at any time soon. So I wouldn't be getting, um, wouldn't be getting all that excited about his return. So I think we can feel okay about moving on from Miles Turner. Lonzo Ball, uh, his return in the regular season is very doubtful for me. Ben Simmons probably won't be back until the end of March at earliest. OG Ananobi. I would add him. He's doubtful for today. So that I think that means his return is coming very soon. Um, and Josh Giddy, we just haven't had an update. Not good enough to hold through uncertainty. So a guy we can drop. Now, the second page of injured guys, Cam Johnson. It doesn't sound like from what Monty Williams is saying that he is really close at all. 
Williams is basically saying he can't move his legs because of so much blood in there. We remember, I think it was Chris Middleton who had a yeah, corky or con- contusion in his thigh that caused him to miss like a month. And I remember seeing it, there was basically just a bruise down his entire leg. And what I'm understanding, that's what Cam Johnson's suffering. I don't think he plays, well, he doesn't play today. I don't think he plays Friday. I wouldn't expect him to play Sunday either. He's fine, but with uh, Payne and Booker there, it does impact him. And I wouldn't want to hold through that. I wouldn't hold Gordon Haywood. I wouldn't hold Norman Powell. I don't know when the hell he's coming back. Again, it's probably not going to be for two to three weeks minimum. Maga Porter Jr., I've said my piece on him a lot. Yes, he might return next week. That was the report. It's possible he returns next week. Next week could mean next weekend, 10 days from now. And then he's limited in minutes and production for the next week to two weeks after that as he ramps up for the playoffs. I just don't think it's going to benefit you to add him. Derek Rose, it doesn't look like he's close to returning. Yusuf Nurkic won't return. Damian Lillard won't return. Kawhi Leonard won't return. Chris Paul won't return. And I reckon Jaden McDaniels' regular season is over as well. So you can go ahead and drop him. And that will do it for me today. A reminder again, no What to Watch For show coming today, but we'll have a pregame going at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for Draft Stars. So check that out, guys. Follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.